my suggestion to any of you who kind of feel as though you're not doing the best that you can or that you're being pulled in a million different directions as life does, step back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone. It's Tyler. I'm back with another episode, another recording of Midweek and the supplemental blog post, which if you guys haven't checked it out, our website is up and running. We have some adjustments and some tweaks to make, but we wanted to get it live. So there are some podcasts and blog posts that are on that page now that you can actually see the written version of these. And again, it's not a transcription. Um, It's a podcast or a, a blog post that I'm writing prior to hopping on here and recording this that will have a little bit more information, some possibly some more specific information and just a, a different medium to get this out to you um, so that those will be populating the website generally when these these recordings are coming out. So if you haven't checked it out, hop on over to the new website and check it out and obviously let us know what you guys think. But that's moderncraftsman.co. Um, M-O-D-E-R-N-C-R-A-F-T-S-M-A-N dot co. Thanks to Slash and everyone who got that up and running. The the team internally, Doug, Catherine, Ariana. We could not have done this without you guys. Our partners, um, Anderson, Rockwool, Builder Trend. With you know, without everyone's help, we would not have been able to do this. So we're greatly appreciate all the help everyone who's had a part in this and obviously our listeners. I just got back, excuse me. We just got back last night around 11 PM from Belize. Uh, Took a family trip there and it was, we left yesterday morning around 11. There's three flights, a puddle jumper and two additional flights one into Atlanta and then from Atlanta to Philly. I had inspections this morning at 7 a.m. on the job. The girls had school. Rachel had work. So it's been a mad dash to get back into the country and get going again. Um, But all in all, definitely worth it. We enjoyed ourselves. A lot of what I was projecting was nonsense. And it was a really, really nice trip. Before I get into that, I want to give a shout out to, I'm going to botch this name badly, um, Stephen Rat, Ratpojanakel, Ratpojanakel, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but Stephen, as per my request for suggestions for coffee, sent me some suggestions as far as what he uses for drip and espresso. And he said it's a company called Coffee Cult out of Florida. And he actually sent me a gift card to order some coffee. So thank you to Steven. I apologize that I murdered your last name so terribly. Um, but he, uh, he says that he's a, a home woodworker up in Connecticut, in Greenwich, Connecticut. And he's building a built-in desk for his kids. And he said he he takes a lot of inspiration from Nick and myself and the Modern Craftsman team. So thank you, Stephen. I ordered that coffee today while I was waiting for inspections because if I knew if I didn't do it now, it would sit in my inbox. So I did that. I ordered some coffee and I believe it's going to get here in two days. 
So I'm going to have to try that out and let you know what I think, but I'm very excited and super appreciative for that, Stephen. You did not have to do that, but thank you very much. Okay, so back to our regularly scheduled program. As you guys and girls know at this point, if you'd listened to last week's midweek, I had a family or we took a family vacation to Belize. My dad and his wife, my stepmom, um, they, I guess for the past 15 years or so, have been traveling a fair amount. My dad is, uh, he invests in a, a lot of real estate and his wife, my stepmom, is a dermatologist and they're at the point in their lives where they're slowing down and they travel all across the world. Um, they try and enjoy their lives. They volunteer. They are involved with a lot of different um, uh, associations and programs where they can kind of give time to them and give back to communities. And for a long time, they've been looking for a place to have um, an additional home that they can really be involved with the community and give back. And they ideally wanted that to be in a developing nation. My stepmom volunteers a ton of her dermatological services in countries like these. So if they go away on vacation, she will go through all the necessary paperwork to go work at a clinic and volunteer for free. Um, there's a lot of headache involved with that. You would think that that process would be a lot easier being that you're, you're looking to, help these people and devote your time. But there's, there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to make that happen in a different country. And it's not as simple as, Hey, I'm a dermatologist. Can I come help? Um, so they enjoy doing that. They enjoy giving back and they had traveled to many different countries and areas. And when they went to Belize, I guess they fell in love with it and they decided that that's where they were going to build a home for themselves. So it the the house is in Placentia. Um, if you guys don't know that much about Belize, which I will wholeheartedly admit, I I just was not that educated as to the history of Belize, the country of Belize, where Belize was until this trip came across our lap. Um, but Belize is a Central American country. So it's, it's South of Louisiana, Texas. Um, that's the, the Gulf of Mexico is up there. And then South of that is the Caribbean sea. So to the East of Belize is the Caribbean sea. Um, also South of that is Guatemala. Um, and then to the Northwest and West and Northwest would be all of Mexico, so it's a Central American country, but its primary language is English, which would be more indicative of the Caribbean country. So a lot of people consider it um, a Caribbean country. Obviously, it's on the Caribbean Sea as well. But it the, the history of Belize is very interesting. And I'm only going to give you an overview, the cliff notes of what I know and what I kind of researched and looked into. But if if you want to see a very diverse, dynamic, and interesting culture, look up the history of Belize. But the reason that English is their official language is its ties to Great Britain um, and uh, the, the British culture and being a British colony. 
So while English is the official language of Belize, it's not the everyone, almost everyone speaks English, but it's not necessarily their first language. So it's a, as far as Central American countries go, it's not a very populated country. Um, I think that they maybe have 450,000 people. Most of them are within the city and then it's spread out into areas that aren't as heavily populated. Um, what was really interesting to me, which I was unaware of until I spoke to my dad and my stepmom, that there is still a very large Mayan population in Belize. I remember learning at school about the Mayans and ignorantly um, did not realize that there's still a large Mayan population that's alive and well and thriving. And Belize is home to three different types of Mayans. It is the Yucatec, the Mopan, and the Kechi. So they, they have been in that area for a very long time. Um, and they are a, a, a decent size, a decent part of that population. It's also home to Belizean Creoles, which are descendants of West and Central Africans. Surprisingly enough, Mennonites. This one was interesting to me, but a lot of um, Russian Mennonites, which are also of German descent and Mennonites from Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch and American and Mexican Mennonites have established themselves down there. Generally, they're living in a very specific area and not necessarily intermingling with the rest of the population. But there are a fair amount of Mennonites in Belize. Um, the Garifuna, which is a mixture of African and island Caribbean, they, and a lot of this is me kind of reading and coming back off of my memory. So it may not be entirely accurate, but the Garifuna, there's, I guess, two theories, one of which is they were on essentially a slave ship traveling from an island to another area and they commandeered the ship and it crashed in Belize. And that's where this portion of the population came from. Um, so there's still a fair amount of Garifuna there. I don't know. That's the singular term of it. I don't know the plural. I don't know how to pronounce the plural form. So you're getting the singular, but, uh, we saw um, a performance of some traditional dance and song from them, which was interesting. The girls got up and were dancing at dinner, which was fun to see. Um, there are mestizos, which is a mixture of Spanish and Mayan descent. So those two cultures coming together and kind of blending together there. There are Indian, uh, Pakistani, Asian, North Americans, British. They're, pretty much everyone lives there. Um, what I noticed from where we were in Placencia is, I guess it's very similar to how we were as a country, you know, 50, 100 years ago, where there are many different pop, uh, cultures and ethnicities there, and they have blended to a certain extent, but then they also still remain independent of each other. You'll drive through a neighborhood and it'll be primarily Mayan or Garifuna, um, obviously the Mennonites living in a very specific area. Um, so 
while a lot of the cultures have blended, I guess the best word that I have found to describe that would be an emulsification of them where they're these separate parts and they're coming together and they're blending with the art, uh, the food, the music, um, and those heritages are combining, but in a lot of ways, they're still independent of each other. If you were to, you know, let them settle, they're not necessarily one. The entire population has not had enough time to come together to form one one type of Belizean, which is still to this day, even in America, um, you know, we have a lot of different cultures within our country, and some of them have intermingled and become a blend, but they're still independent of each other. And the, so a lot of things have come together to form this American culture, but it's made up of a ton of different parts. And there's still, you go into a city and there's still a Spanish neighborhood, a primarily black neighborhood, an Italian neighborhood, a Polish neighborhood. And I think that's less and less these days as, as time wears on. But that was very similar where we were as well. And I don't know about the rest of the country because we, we stayed in one area, but it was, it was a really neat, um, experience. It's a developing country. So they are far less privileged than we are. They make do with a lot less, but they're very kind. Um, they're very slow. They, they're just, it's a different pace of life. The way that we operate on the East coast is much different than the way that they operate there. We went out to a coffee shop, just my wife and I, and my wife asked to get a smoothie and they told us it would be about 20 minutes and they had a Vitamix sitting right there. And that's just kind of the way things go. You get done dinner, you ask for your check and it's 15, 20 minutes to get a handwritten check. So it's just the way that they do things. And it was at first frustrating to me because I was just on East Coast go time. And as the, the week carried on, I, I was actually somewhat enjoyable because you didn't rush through anything. Things fell into place at their own pace and I, I enjoyed it. I had slowed down at that point. So rather than dig into all of the, the trip details here, I'm going to talk about my biggest takeaway from this trip because as you guys all remember I was very apprehensive about this trip and I quite frankly wasn't necessarily looking to get away I had a lot on my plate I wanted to get done I didn't get it done I was frustrated I know I'm traveling for work I'm traveling for family and this was eight days that I was going to be away where everything would be at a standstill and I, I'm just not a huge beach goer. I don't love going and sitting on a beach and doing nothing. I like to have something to do. And it, it's really difficult for me to disconnect and detach. So I was nervous about that. And I was apprehensive about that. And I just didn't go into this with the most positive mindset, which is obviously something that I need to work on. And may be entirely under my control, but I just, I couldn't get it together leaving for this trip. But, um, my, my biggest takeaway here, not necessarily even regarding the culture and slowing down, but for 90% of this trip, we did not have internet or cell phone service. And, I hadn't realized um, how much since we've had our kids, we've taken trips, but 
we had taken more trips prior to having kids for obvious reasons. If you don't have kids yet, you will, you will know someday, but it's very difficult. It, it's tough as they get older to take them out of school, to take them away from their friends, sports, activities. It's expensive. And with work, it's just a lot of coordination and it just, it gets pushed to the side for one reason or another, or you take a, a small trip to a local beach, or we go up to Cape Cod every year. We went to California, but most of all of our trips with the kids have been domestic. So we've had cell service, internet service. Even though I can leave work behind, I still have my phone on me. And if it's if it's not work that's distracting me, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, somebody's texting me um, and I'm getting back to them because I don't want to leave a text unread or leave somebody hanging. I'm able to answer questions for subs, for customers, for friends. And I'm just, I'm attached to everything that I left at home. And I hadn't realized how powerful that is until we went away. And in the first time in Selby's nine at this point, going to be 10 years old this fall that I have been away and not had a use for my phone. We'd get back to the house at night. And when everyone was settling down, I could check email if anything important text messages would come in at that point um facebook instagram whatever social stuff i wanted to do at that point but from the time we got up and we left the house or we went about what we were doing for the day there was no sense in having a phone because i didn't have cell service i didn't have internet and it was absolutely incredible i didn't miss it um i i, I didn't feel badly because People were waiting on answers from me. It just, it freed me up and allowed me to just enjoy myself and enjoy my family. And I have not done that. I have not experienced that level of freedom and detachment since my kids were born. So it was really nice for me. And I got to spend some very quality time with my family that I haven't done in a really long time. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, my dad, I haven't always had the strongest of relationships with my dad. Growing up, we had a great relationship. As I kind of um, became a man, we butted heads with a lot of things. And I, I finally had my feet underneath me that I could push back and we butted heads and we didn't have the best relationship. And when we had kids, it still wasn't the best relationship. And the past few years, I've seen my dad and my stepmom be really incredible grandparents. So here's what my theory was. Even if I don't get along with everything that my dad does as a father to me or our relationship, it's not perfect. Um, I cannot keep my kids or rob my kids of a potential relationship with their grandparents. They have to make those decisions on their own. So initially when we had children, I, I had these walls put up, I put up boundaries and that was that. And as my kids got older, I realized this is what I want. This isn't what they want. They have to make that decision on their own. So I began to integrate my dad and my stepmom more into our lives and the girls loved them. They were great with them. 
things and issues that I had with my dad were absolute non-issues with my grand, with their grandchildren, with my children. So I will continue to maintain that level of relationship with, with them and with my kids because what my relationship is with my father has to be independent of my relationship with my kids and my father. And if he's a really amazing grandfather and there were some issues that I had as an adult with him, I cannot, I can't rob my kids of that experience, that grandfather, grandmother experience because of an issue or a hang up that I have. So I have gained a, a ton of respect for my dad, for my stepmom, um, for the way that they've treated my kids and how they have been as grandparents. And the opportunity that they gave us to bring us down to their house in Belize and spend a week with my family is something that I will truly never forget. And it's not even necessarily about everything that we did there and the experiences that we had um, as far as the details and the trip and the, the food and the dinners and the day trips that we took that, that all aside, but them inviting us and immersing us in a situation where I was completely detached and spent time with my family is something that nobody, including myself and my wife, have provided or done for ourselves since having kids. And they pushed it on us. They they told us you need to come down here and basically gave us every opportunity to get down there that would create the least amount of burdens for us. And we finally did it. We got the girls passports and we did it. And I am so grateful for that experience. And the, the advice that I want to give to all of you listeners, um, is even if it's not a massive trip, even if it's just dinner time or a weekend um, to give yourself an opportunity to completely detach from what we know as the normalcy of life. And I know it's easier said than done. And I know that there's, I'm sure, a ton of articles and movies on this, this subject. But when we are tied to life, when we're tied to business, when we are text messaging and calling people in our own network, we're distracted. We're pulled away from everything that's in front of us and we're not giving it 100%. And I've realized that although I split my time well, I feel well with my family, I have never been 100% devoted to them, not for an evening, not for a week, not for a month, because of all those distractions, because you are so accessible, because the phone is always there. And oftentimes, I get frustrated with my kids, and they feel as though they're a nuisance, because you're trying to do something, and they're preventing that, or they're making it harder for you, and you're struggling. And this was the first time in my life that I was able to be a really good husband, a really good father, a good son, and I didn't have to try. There weren't distractions. If my daughter needed more sunscreen, I was so happy to do it. If my daughter needed help buckling her plane seatbelt, I was so happy to do it. 
Um, if they wanted me to lay in bed with them and just fall asleep listening to the ocean, I didn't have anything pulling me away from doing that. I didn't have my phone to get to to see who texted me. I didn't have my Apple Watch ringing, um, going snorkeling with my kids. And Tilly's six. It was a big thing for her. And her mask kept filling up with water. And she just wanted my help. And that was it. And she would come to me and just tell me, hey, my mask is filling up and I'd fix it for her. And she would be so excited. I played crossword puzzles with my kids on the plane, which I absolutely hate. Um, And I just felt, I felt so much love with my family. Um, I felt so engaged with them. They were so well behaved. I would assume because they got our undevoted attention. We, we weren't splitting our attention up anywhere else. Um, and it was just, it was really nice. And it was the first time that I was so proud of my daughters and my family and the life that we have created. And I wasn't pulled in any other direction. So my, my suggestion to any of you who kind of, um, feel as though you're not doing the best that you can or that you're being pulled in a million different directions as life does to step back. And it doesn't have to be a week. You don't have to go to, um, you don't have to leave the country. You don't have to go to another state, but turn your phone off for one night or one evening when your kids get home from school and don't turn it on until you have to set your alarm for the morning. And give yourself an opportunity to reach your full capacity as a father and as a husband without any distractions and just allow those other things to wait. And that's something that I I really have a difficult time doing and I've never been able to do. And it had to be forced upon me. And every other trip that I've taken, you know, we, we, again, we go up to Cape Cod every year and I'm still connected. I still have friends text messaging me, um, that I'm getting back to. I'm responding to DMS. I'm checking email. I'm responding to emails. If I'm bored, the go-to is to pull out the phone. And then 15, 20 minutes later, I'm still scrolling through Instagram for what reason that just was a non-issue this past week. And I spent so much quality time with my family, probably more than I have in the past 10 years. And I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. And I hope that you guys and girls can create that yourselves and experience that for yourselves because you do truly understand at the end of the day, what matters and me being able to be a father to my children and then come to me for help or ask me to hold their hand or want me to carry them when they're tired after dinner. It was, it was so amazing. And I have the love that I have for my kids and my wife after this trip is so much stronger than it has been. And I hope that you guys can create that opportunity for yourselves. And again, I don't think that that has to be a week long trip. I think that it could start at nights. And I even spoke with my daughters when we were waiting in the line to go through customs last night, because they're both upset that we are leaving. And it's not just that we were leaving vacation. I, I can sense that they, 
they understood they had us for that week and they had all of our love and all of our attention and no distractions. And while that's not realistic, I think that if life were structured differently, we would be able to give our kids a little bit more and how well behaved they were and they didn't fight and they ate their food and they went to sleep and they were just generally happy. It, it tells me that I need to make a change. Um, and I had the conversation with them that, Hey, maybe we put some time after school where daddy puts his phone aside, um, where, you know, I help you with schoolwork and there's everyone else can wait. And if it's an hour, it's two hours. If it, if it's when we go to lay in bed, just to be able to detach because it it was so beneficial to myself and them. So I I'm going to try and implement some of those changes into my life. And if it weren't for this trip and the opportunity that was provided to us by my dad and my stepmom, I don't know if I would have had that clarity. Um, and it, it's, it's so simple. And I understand I, I probably sat on this podcast for five years and said that we need to detach, we need to separate from, from business and focus on family. But the lives that we've created for ourselves make that nearly impossible. And I had not realized how impossible it was until I was forced to detach. Um, you guys, if you are able to do this, will find a peace and a joy that cannot be recreated. Not with exercise, not with drugs, not with dirt bike, food, um, other material items in this world it, it it's just a really nice thing to experience so if i can give you any advice and uh, the takeaways from this trip for me would to be to step back and create some boundaries and spend some truly undivided uninterrupted time with those who you love because at the end of the day, that's what's really important, not just for you, but for them. So that's going to wrap up this week's blog post. Um, next week, let's see what I have. Oh, next week, what I might do is follow up on the previous week's blog post where it was managing anxiety. I had a bunch of people reach out to me. So I might, again, if I can get their permission, include some of those coping mechanisms and skills to hopefully hopefully serve you guys and help you guys with uh with everything that we go through i know a lot of people reached out to me for more site protection details i had a lot of people who want to know more specifically about the the spreadsheet that i have so i'm thinking of not necessarily releasing that spreadsheet for everyone to see because I didn't create it 100%. So I, I would feel, um, I don't feel that it, it it's within my wheelhouse to just send that to people because other people put work into that. And obviously I've adapted it to myself, but it's not all my doing, but I, I can absolutely dig into what this spreadsheet looks like and how I integrate that into my pre-construction uh, and why that's so useful to me with pre-construction. Um, I also, we were, Doug, myself, and Ken from NS Builders were at the festival event a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to 
give a quick summary on that and what I'm excited about with that and the people that we met there and the opportunities that will present themselves from that experience. So I have a bunch of stuff in the works. I know a lot of people have been emailing me ideas, so that's kind of what's on the docket for now. Uh, As always, I appreciate all you guys listening, tuning in, and uh, listening to me sit here and talk to you. And I I appreciate the sponsors. Um, Thanks again to Stephen for the coffee. Hopefully by next week, that coffee will be at my house and I will be trying it out. He said that his, uh, I guess, UPS driver always asks him where he gets his coffee from because it makes his entire truck smell so good. And I love the smell of freshly roasted coffee beans, especially with good coffee. Sometimes they smell better than the coffee the, uh, itself. It smells better than or taste, smells better than the coffee tastes. So thanks again, Stephen. Thanks to, again to everyone who's been reaching out and giving me ideas and following up with a few of my questions. And hopefully you can take heed of, you know, my experience this week and benefit from what I learned being able to detach myself from life as I know it. Um, if you guys have any questions, reach out to me. I realized today emails probably the best way i saw a bunch of dms and i just get so overwhelmed with dms and i I don't really want to put somebody in place to be answering them because i I do like to be the person who's doing that so i think that email might be the best way to get a hold of me if you have a question or something that you want to talk about so that's tyler at trghomeconcepts.com and i'll get back to you that way and uh I think that that, that's the best way for me. Sometimes I go into my inbox on DMs and I just get so overwhelmed and I hate sitting there typing on my phone and responding. So email, um, I I won't necessarily get to it right away, but I should be able to get back to you and give you some insight or when I can hop on and record something for you guys. So hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I am home, recharged, ready to go, hit the ground running, um, and I feel good. So I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you guys next week.